What is going on, everybody? So, oftentimes, it can be scary for you to make the leap of faith into new territory that has the potential to bring you some long-term gain, whether that's investing in a high-ticket program, investing in a mastermind, quitting your job to pursue entrepreneurship. Sometimes you lose so much time waiting for the perfect moment. Well, today my guest is the embodiment of working to be successful by any means necessary. My guest today at 19 years old moved out of his house, invested in a 20K mastermind, has invested over $31,000 into a self-education at 19 years old. Now, you might think he comes from a rich family. You know, I certainly thought that at first myself, but that's far from the truth. He comes from a middle-class family and found a way to be resourceful to go all in on himself to create a successful future for himself. Now, by the end of this interview, you're going to get a kick in the ass from hearing the crazy work ethic he has. You'll feel that there's another level to hustling and betting yourself uh, that will encourage you to step up. And you're going to have a firm understanding that this isn't easy, but you will have the tools and mindset to go get what you want. He's an entrepreneur. A hustle, a hustler, and I hope to call him a lifelong friend. Thanks for joining me here today, Killian. Hey, thanks for having me, Greg. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So let's let's get yeah, let's I'm just a, dive right I'm in. Introduction, by the way. Yeah. Now, like, I have to live up to the standard. So <laughs> looking forward to this interview. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. I think I think we're gonna. I don't think you're gonna let this down because we're gonna start off. Uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna starting off hot. Hmm. We are both part of this program, and there is a, we have a, a a chat on Discord. And there's a particular part in this chat where you people go in and share their successes. Now, you shared this story that what I read and I was like, oh my, holy shit, that is insane what he did. So just to get people well acquainted by who you are, uh, kick us off with that, man. Like what, like, tell us about that story. Absolutely. So uh, the one with the, with the warm bed compared to the, uh, to the freezing temperatures, absolutely. So, um, just for context, I was visiting my uh, my my old family's house um, here in Germany. He, they live in a, in a small city called Erfurt, and I visited there, and I kind of got anchored back into the the old habits that I had when I grew up there. And I grew up very very cushiony, and just the the amount of procrastination of uh, like dabbling of not going hard for yourself, being very unassertive, being, being kind of a jellyfish in your own life was just dialed into me at a very young age. I have a lot of anchors of being rewarded for, for not stepping up, for being the small guy, for being the right-hand man. Um, many people can probably relate to that. And what happens is anytime that I go back to that place and to that city, all those anchors from there come back in. And um, to regarding the story that Greg just mentioned is I, I wanted to share that because I, I thought that it was kind of inspiring. Um, I was back in that kind of mode. And even though I had gotten a lot of work done for that uh, on that day when I visited my, my parents there is, um, and I was working on some business stuff on some university stuff. I studied business and economics here in Germany, just for context. Um, it was like around 3 a.m., 4 a.m. when I finished um, my work. And I was just standing in front of my bed and the entire fucking day, the entire day, I told myself, today I'm going for a run. And it was fucking cold outside, right? Like just for context, it's um, end of November right now. So it was freezing, like 
around zero degree Celsius, so just around freezing points. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. Um, maybe you can Google that while we speak. And um, I was standing in front of like my, my warm bed. There was the blanket and there was another blanket in there, which is just so fucking snuggly and, and, and warm and nice. And um, I, I kind of had the urge to, to masturbate at that time. Maybe you know that. Maybe you, you're like, your mental energy is very fucking low and you just have the urge to like fap one out. Maybe you have dealt with that in the past, but you don't want to do that. Um, and like there's, I'm fucking tired. I'm so exhausted. The warm bed is there. I have my laptop um, racked up so I could just like put on some porn and fap one out and then go to sleep. That's all that I wanted to do. And um, I was also shivering. So oftentimes I get cold, even though it's warm. So I was like very cold and I just wanted to jump under that blanket, fap one out and go to sleep. That's all that I wanted to do. And um, then I told myself, well, if I do that now, how will I feel tomorrow? And that's kind of the anchor that, that I've trained myself to have in my head. If I engage in this now, instead of looking at the immediate payoff, look at the things that it will bring you in the future. Future pays every behavior that you have a day into the future, a week into the future, a year into the future. When you develop that mindset, it's very easier to take right action. So what I did is instead of jumping under the blanket, as I wanted to do, I, I kicked myself in the ass. I took off my fucking shirt, even though I was freezing as hell. I was cold as fuck. Took off my shirt, went to my father's wardrobe, took down some, some like uh, swimming pants that he had. Um, so like short pants, um, put on some running shoes, which hurt my feet. Um, like I didn't have my real running shoes with me. And, um, and I went outside, like no shirt, short, uh, short fucking, um, like basically boxer shorts and just a pair of shoes. And I just started running. And the, the, the cold air was like hitting my body and man, I wasn't feeling comfortable. But I, I told myself, well, I'm at least going to reach that one point, like just a, a normal jogging route that I had. And once I reached that point, though, I said, well, why not go a little further? And then I pushed myself. And even though I wanted to give up at that point, I pushed myself a little further. And then I reached another point where I just touched the, touched the thing. And I was like, well, now I can turn back. But I was like, no, let's continue on. So I continued running. And I just continued and continued and continued until I was like, well, now I'm all the way out. Now it's okay to turn back. And I felt good about myself. So I touched like a tree. It's like, well, now we can turn back. And I ran back and I, I ran down the path of like, um, of like a river. And I was like, well, it's pretty fucking cold, but I have an idea. So I just jogged to the river and I climbed into the freezing fucking thing. Like went down under the cold water splashing on my body. Like my, my body, <laughs> I, I wish I could show you a picture right now. It was like fucking red and um, it, it didn't look good, but, but I was very proud of myself. And I went underwater, did a fuck, couple of fucking push-ups uh, in the water, which is, man, it was, it was biblical. Remember that it's 4 a.m. and in November, um, if people would have seen me, they would have probably run too. So I get out of the water. Jesus, I just want to get back into that bed now, maybe jump into a warm uh, shower. So I continued my way uh, back home. And then I was like, well, do you know what would be fucking gangster right now? To continue running even further. So I took like any time that I wanted to give up and go back to my place, I just took another detour and another detour and another detour until I then finally decided, well, now it's enough. And then I, I continued jogging home and I could feel myself thinking, man, I'm really fucking proud of myself right now. And now it's enough. Now I can rest. And once that thought kicked in, I pushed myself even further and continued accelerating so that I was in a fucking sprint all the way home. And that's when I relaxed. And 
that's kind of when I was like, man, I, I wasn't able to do this just a couple months ago. Where does the strength come from? Um, why am I able to do this? And I went to bed with a fucking smile on my face. I giggled like a little kid. I was so proud of myself. And that's when I realized, man, I've, I've actually come a long way in being able to push myself and being able to be disciplined. And after a long fucking day of work to do all of that, the freezing cold at 19 years old, I, I felt really good about myself. So how long have you been working on yourself leading up to that point? Were you doing uncomfortable actions leading up to that point already? Um, and, and also want to know, like, what time did you end up getting back home? Mm-hmm. So um, I got into personal development at like 16. But then I was just consuming the material and I, I wasn't doing uncomfortable things. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just like learned cool shit. And I guess like I, I did the fun things and like the, the part that is cool about personal development, the, the nice little meditations, the, the journaling or the goal setting. Um, everything that you think will give you progress, but it never does, right? It never does. Uh, you, you think that all these habits and nice, nice little things, they, they will like boost your life and the, the magic pills and the, the fun little habits and the, the, the five steps and whatever all these gurus tell you. Um, so until recently, I haven't really pushed myself. And um, I guess like the last six months have been the, uh, is where my growth really kicked off. And Leading up to that point, though, nah, I, I haven't been doing tough shit. But I always thought that either you have that discipline and that vigor or you just don't. So it sounds stupid to say that, but I thought, well, the successful people have it and the unsuccessful don't, which is a stupid thought if you think about it. And it's getting ridiculed all over the Internet, but it's, it's true. I thought that way. And then I realized, oh, this is just a muscle. This is just a habit that you build being uncomfortable and being able to push yourself and overcoming tough things isn't something that's, that's built in. You just have to take small steps, but then don't be content with the small steps, but just continue making bigger steps so that you can const- like constantly push that line. And if you would just set your mind onto that exactly, again, you, you can make so much progress in just a couple of months. It's insane. And yeah, regarding the questions when I came home, I think it was then like, I started at 4 a.m. and I guess I was back at around 5. Dang, man. I, I really love to hear that. So I, I want to know, you, you had a cushy, cushion life. It was easy. Survival mm-hmm. was easy. You were rewarded for mediocrity. You yep. know, if you want, you can just survive. What, what caused you to make the decision like, no, I, I'm tired of this. I'm going to make a change. Um, well, for some people, it's like a big changing event, right? Like a relative dies, maybe. Um, maybe just some abuse in their life or uh, some, some big incident that they think, fuck this. And um, for me, it was a combination of that to a small degree, but mostly just being discontent with, with, with who I am, with the actions I take, with how I feel about myself, and the lack of self-esteem that even though I was always a kind of fun and outgoing guy, um, like no one, no one can really look inside. Right. So, and there were, there were a lot of things that I was discontent with myself with uh, just being such a bitch and not really following through and just going the, the path of least resistance. It just messes you up. Like if, if there's one thing that really destroys your self-esteem is just not doing the things that you tell yourself that you should do. Um, and one thing though, that does stick out when you talk like what, what changed you, what, what happened is just an anchor that I have in my head of, um, of being at this one after party 
and there was a there was a big party in my in my city. We had a lot of fun. Um, I was hanging. I was always hanging out with people who are a bit older than me. And we went to that after party, and like we the normal party finishes at like six a.m., seven a.m. in the morning. Then you go through the after party, and we stayed there till like um, six or seven in the evening. So we've been partying all night and then all day. Um, and you don't do that without drugs. So yeah, we've we've like we're drinking heavily. Um, lots of people doing amphetamine. Me too. Um, everyone smoking weed, of course. That's not really the problem, but like. Um, then I, then I looked up and like, like I was doing amphetamine at the time and, um, speed for those of you who don't know, uh, I was looking up and I just looked everyone in his, in his face and I saw the people around me and I asked myself, is, is this the crew I want to hang out with? Are these the people that I want to spend my, my time with my life with? Are these the outcomes that I want to have in my life? Like sitting here to like shivering, feeling bad about myself, uh, wasting my time, wasting my youth, my health, my energy on some fucking drugs and stupid people. And then I said, no, like, I, I don't want to do this. And even though I said that to myself, I continued doing it after that. So I didn't stop there, but it's just an anchor that I have in my mind. And that night when I went home, I was still living with my parents at the time. Um, I like, I was falling asleep and I was shivering. I was, I was very cold. I was shivering. My body was shutting down. I was crying myself to sleep that night. Uh, I'm not especially comfortable talking about that, but um, it's just the the truth, and um, I, I know that that I I had four hours of sleep before going to work the next day. I just had a small side job at the time, and that's an anchor that I do have in my head of falling asleep, crying myself to sleep, just shivering, feeling so bad about myself. I don't know if you guys are listening, if you like had to deal with a drug problem or um, just feeling so physically bad because of uh, what you put into your body. Um, yeah, that's just, that's just not a good feel. That's just not where you want to be. And that, that's one uh, moment that sticks out. And I kind of conditioned myself to make, to like blow this up so that I can feel more pain thinking about it. So I don't revert back. Um, but also just being discontent with myself and having high fucking ambition to do better, to, to do more. Um, that's just a driver that's in me that I, that I want to do good. I want to, I, I'm just an ambitious guy. Anyone who, who isn't, yeah, that'll be tough, but still doable. Absolutely. So, um, just to clarify, is speed another is this like a street name for meth? No. Okay. So um, it's different. Well, amphetamine, amphetamine is speed, and um, meth, amphetamine, that's meth. It's okay. slightly different. Yeah. So, when you decided to start making the change, walk us, walk me through that. Was it was a slow and gradual, or did you have that fight? Like, because you have that anchor in your head, like how much mm-hmm. pain that was, and like that event. You know, that can definitely be transformational, but you said that that didn't change you right away. So what, what was that like for you? What, like talk about yeah. the transition. No, it, it actually, it, did, it actually didn't change me at all. I was waking up the next day. I was the same fucking person. Um, so the, the change for me, that was very gradual. And as I said, um, I've been in personal development since I'm 16, 19 now. Um, and it's, I'd say that the growth is like the, the exponential growth, like the hockey stick. Um, where you, you put in the work and you put in the work, but nothing really happens. And you think, well, maybe I'm just not fit out for this. And that's when most people give up. And if you would just continue on, then you would see maybe after a couple of weeks more, after a couple of months more, maybe after a couple of years, that's when you see that big, big growth spike starting to kick off. And that for me started in the last three to six months, I would say. So the change for me was very gradual. And I had to con- just constantly push myself into into new endeavors, learn more things, surround myself with better people. 
One big determinant, though, was uh, moving out. As you mentioned that in the beginning, uh, moving out and investing in myself. You mentioned that in the, in the intro, just investing in myself to put that emotional leverage onto me because emotional leverage is what's missing in the most middle-class people's lives. They just don't have that pain to, they, don't, they have never hit rock bottom, so they have nothing to jump off of. And they always just revert back into their old patterns. The, the drive that they have is like, yeah, I want to do something great and fantastic and I, I can do it. And they, they start something new. They set new goals. They set new habits. And then after a while, they just get pulled back. And then they're just at, at point blank, at point zero again. And then they just see their lives passing by like that. I'd say the pain that middle-class people who are in that situation have is they just see their life passing by. They see their time wasted. They see their potential wasted in that kind of frenzy of like good days, bad days, good days, bad days, but no real progress. Looking back, like what's the progress that you've actually made? Like what's actually changed? And I kind of got sick of that. So I, I did those investments and um, moved out, changed my peer group. I had to cut out a lot of people. And that's like the, if I would have to pinpoint it, it's change of environment, change of peer group, um, emotional leverage through investing in yourself and good fucking advice from, um, from like expert mentors or like just people who are a couple of years ahead of you. If you don't like want to get a mentor, I don't know why you wouldn't because it's like the best thing you can do, but um, even like just the uh, people who have done what you want to do, that's kind of the generalization. Yeah, 100%, man. And if you look at history, man, like the most successful people in the world all had mentors. Steve Jobs and the founders of Google had Eric Campbell, like had the same mentor. Um, yep. It's not like, and then like Socrates was a mentor to Plato. Plato was a mentor to Aristotle. Aristotle was a mentor to Alexander the Great. Yeah. I believe Michael Jordan, I could be wrong with the number here, but I think he had 10 coaches at the height of his yeah. career while yeah. he was winning yeah. championships. Yeah. And like success leaves clues. So it's within your best interest to be around those people who can pull you up. So I know that you're, you're part of a mastermind. You're 19 years old, man. Like, I think you said you were working like a, like, were you working part-time at your job? Um, at that time? Yeah. Um, oh. At the time when that happens, I was working part-time. Right now I'm, um, I'm studying business and economics, but I also have a, uh, a side job. Yeah. Okay. So you have invested in this mastermind that was $20,000. Now, some people can't even imagine making that kind of investment number one ever for a mastermind. Like that's for, for a lot of people, that's like a third or maybe even a fourth for the average person, like of their income for the year. And you decided to put that in to a yeah. mastermind. People will, will just be like, I can't even believe that you spend that much money. Yeah. <laughs> Me yeah. too. I <laughs> so I want to, I want to know what, like how, first of all, how did you make that happen? Mm -hmm. um, and number two, why did you make that yeah. decision? Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the man who, who runs the mastermind, he just gave me a direct invite and I thought, yeah, why not? So uh, where does that money come from though? So um, I, I hadn't worked up anything huge. I didn't have like huge, uh, like just a, a backup fund that I had worked on myself. Um, but what I did have is um, a, a kind of a secret fund for my retirement. And that's something that uh, you said, like my family is not exceptionally rich. And um, that's true, like middle-class, um, but I'm not very bad off. I grew up very cushiony, as you guys know. And uh, that fund was like completely untouchable, but I convinced my, and my grandparents put that up. They, they needed like 18 years to put that together, right? Uh, like my age, 18, 19 years to put all of that together. 
and was like, never touch that, use that for your retirement. Um, like don't splurge on it, don't buy anything stupid. Um, and a mastermind in their eyes would definitely be counted as something stupid. Um, so no one knows about this. I, I couldn't tell anyone. So I just kind of, um, <laughs> I kind of basically went in depth with myself. If you can go, like if you can get 20K for a mastermind and go in depth yourself, then definitely do that. I would suggest it. Um, I basically went to depth into depth with uh, myself. And as you said, like, wow, 20K, I can't believe that. And I thought the same thing. And what that does is it just puts additional emotional leverage onto you. And now that I've done that, yeah, well, Jesus, I, I obviously have to make that back. And I can't just chill on that. So, well, now I'm working like a madman. And if, if you want a magic pill, then that's basically it. Um, so I would just suggest to do that. Like if you have to go into depth, then I would suggest to do that. Um, and just being around a better peer group will save your life. A lot of people, for a lot of people, it actually has changed, saved their life. I know the one, the guy who runs that mastermind, um, he, his childhood friends, like who he was hanging around with, um, his friends all died. Some are in prison. Um, one is now uh, disabled and the other people died. So if he wouldn't have made that change in peer group, he would have died too. If I wouldn't have made that change in peer group and I would still hang out with these people, I would be out drinking, doing drugs all weekend. Um, like Greg, maybe you can, you can add to that too. Like where would you be right now? There'd be no way that I would possibly be where I, I used to be overweight, smoking weed seven times a week, just binge watching TV shows. I'd find myself in this vortex where I just check Instagram. I would check Twitter and I'll check Snapchat and I would do that for hours, yeah. hours and just refresh, 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 numbing myself. And, you know, like four out of my middle school friends, four out of five of my middle school friends end up dropping out of high school. One of them is addicted to meth living in East LA. Um, another one went to prison for two and a half years. And, um, you know, the other two, you know, they're not, not really doing much. Not really doing much. Yeah, um, you could say like, well, at least at least two made it. At least two made it. Well, but no, compared to to what's actually possible, they didn't make it. They like, I don't know. I would rather kill myself than live a fucking pathetic ass life. Dude, you know what? I'll tell you this. I went on a date with this girl last year, and I said I would I would rather be dead than to not work on my purpose or like work towards like living this life. Exactly. Yeah. And she said, "You're being a little bit dramatic." I'm like, "What the yeah. hell are you talking about?" That doesn't even make, doesn't even make sense. Like I honestly, like if I'm going to live a life where I have to filter myself or I have to, I don't want to do what I want to do. I can't really fully be myself. Like just take my life now. Like I don't want to yeah. live that life. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make sense. It doesn't interest me whatsoever. What's the, what's the point? Yeah. Right? I had that thought about um, wasted potential at a, at a pretty young age. And that's kind of where my, uh, where my thought came from. Well, I want to help people change this. Um, I was sitting in a, in like a kind of a train and I was looking outside and I just saw this, uh, this woman walk by and she had like a, she looked like, uh, who's, uh, how's that motherfucker called from the uh, Notre Dame? Um, oh, the, the humpback of Notre Dame? Yeah, the fucking humpback guy. That's kind of how she looked. So he, she had the fucking humpback. Um, she had like greasy hair. Um, she was just carrying around like some belongings of her. Um, I don't know if she was homeless or if she was living somewhere, but she definitely looked kind of homeless. And I thought to myself, at a point in her life, that was just a vibrant young woman. 
how the fuck did she end up like that? And I, I, I sat in the, the train and like a tear started to like form in my eye. It was such a powerful experience. Um, <laughs> looking at a fucking humpback ass bitch. But I, I, <laughs> I, I was looking at her and I thought like, Jesus, if that would be me, I'd probably go eat a fucking revolver. And I don't know, it was just a very painful thing to see. And I was, that's one of the other experiences that, that kind of stuck in my head and that, that stick to this day of like just an anchor of, well, how fucked up can it be? And, you know, with, with everything going on with, you know, society, they, they want to put this pressure on you. Like, like what you just described was, was act what in your mind was, is was accurately what happened. Look, I saw this woman who looked like this and this, like you explain it exactly just boom, crystal clear and cut. And some people will be like, that's wrong. That's not okay. It's like, no, this is objective reality. Like that's yeah. how it is. You know, it's not like I didn't do, I didn't make that do that for her. And I can see how, um, it, it, so many things get, like everybody's just so soft, you know, like yeah. we, we get rewarded for mediocrity. We get rewarded for taking the path of least resistance. We like people walk around and expect other people to make them feel good about themselves. Yeah. And that's not how the world works at all. So let me ask you, man, you went from being this living in this cushiony lifestyle to now you're seeking discomfort. Now you're betting on yourself. Now you're, now you're putting yourself in these uncomfortable situations. How do you feel about yourself now compared to how yeah. you felt back then? Yeah. It's, it's not even a comparison. Um, in that cushiony kind of life, you, you do have a lot of laughs, right? You, it's, it's kind of fun. It's easy. It's outgoing. Um, not for, for all of the people, but for me as a kind of social guy and I was out partying a lot. So we were having a lot of laughs and it was a lot of fun, but then you go home and like when you, when you go to sleep and when the party ends and when the, when the lights go out, basically you, and you're left with yourself or you just look yourself in the mirror and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, is this it? Is this all there is? Um, going to sleep with like, man, nowadays I like, maybe I, I have a fucking skull the entire day. Maybe I'm working hard and I have a skull the entire day, but when I go to sleep, I have a smile on my face. And I think that's worth so much more than any fucking laughter or smile you can have, uh, while you're just out drunk partying while running away from the uncomfortable things. Yeah. Really that, that self pride, you know, where it's like, you know what? I do these difficult things because it's like, I'm overcoming my own mind because we're not designed to be successful. We're designed to just survive. And today it's yep. so easy. And we, it's like, we're literally having to overcome our own evolutionary tendencies to be successful. And when you can win at that, at like your, to beat your own nature, I, I don't see like that. That's just the most rewarding thing that I've ever experienced myself. Yeah. yeah well, how fucking baller is that? You're kind of beating God kind of beating creation itself so um yeah i don't really see anything more baller than that um with the when you when you know what action you should take and everyone knows it deep inside you know it i know it everyone knows it everyone knows what action you should take right now but then you don't do it that fucks you up you you know that you're supposed to do something but you're such a bitch that you won't go and do it i think that's kind of pathetic um that's okay if, if you're like 12 if you're 13 and i don't know you're um you're fucking sports club coach is, is yelling at you and you try to run away and you feel bad about yourself and you go cry in the locker room like I did, then maybe that's maybe okay at like 12 or 13. Come on. But now you're, you're a grown adult. You're a grown man. You're a grown woman. 
just go do some good shit. Like trust yourself, trust the the instinct that kicks in, that kind that voice that's probably a little quiet in your head right now. Trust that voice and go do good shit. Go build something. Yeah. And and that's it, it's tough to do that. So as far as how how do you feel being investing, you know, 20k into this mastermind? How has that affected your day to day? How has that affected your social relationships? How has that affected your thinking and how you mm-hmm. live your life? The biggest thing is probably the um, the default assumptions that you make about your behavior. So when you're surrounded by these kind of people, and um, when you know that there's a standard that you have to live up to, right? The, not everyone who, who wants to pay those twenty k gets in. I think around like one third or something gets accepted in a bit, even a bit less. So like three out of 10 people get accepted in. I got an invite. And um, when you're in that environment, you, you have a certain standard to live up to. So you don't want to be the, you don't want to be the foul bitch who <laughs> the lazy bitch who doesn't do shit. So anytime that you would now, and once you're surrounded by those kind of people, you have a better peer group. Like my peer group has um, just changed dramatically over the past couple of months. Um, you have the right influences around you and you cut out all the toxicity, even the toxicity that you don't know is toxic yet. Once you cut that out and you replace it by a good influence, it just changes the focus that you put. That's not how I would describe it. That's actually how it is. So once you start focusing on different things, a lot of the bullshit just falls away and trickles down and you don't worry about like, well, what's going on with my friends on Instagram? Who gives a fuck? Like maybe you want to keep up with them and maybe you message them if you like proactively choose to, but everything else that's like not related to what you want to do, it kind of just like falls away and you you just have stricter boundaries by default. You think, well, you get up at the morning and well, of course I'm going to do the work. Of course. And like, I'm supposed to do that. I'm I'm supposed to, to be winning right now. So that's what I'm going to do. That's me. Your identity changes. And once your identity changes, that's when the behavior that was tough before is now easy. And like you won't, of course, you'll always have to push yourself, right? That's beautiful. That's life. That's fine. But pushing yourself, if that's something that's normal to you and that's just part of your identity, then it sort of becomes easy and it, or natural, not easy, but, but natural. And it would be hard and uncomfortable and weird and dissatisfying to not do it. And that's like the biggest change that I've noticed. Anytime I would lie to myself, anytime that I would try to make excuses, anytime I would try to procrastinate, I, I just couldn't do it. It's just not possible. I, I would sit down on my, on my phone maybe um, or on my PC and, or on my laptop and I would open up Instagram, for example. And then I always like taking the mouse. I don't know if you've ever been on Instagram on the laptop, but you take your mouse and you want to click on the first uh, like story to, to start watching the stories. But then you stop and you're like, this is dumb. And then you just close the fucking window and then you get to fucking work. And that's kind of how, how it has changed for me. Once in that process, I was with a guy that I knew from, from before and he's not doing much. Uh, he's studying psychology, which is cool, but more or less he's, he's just doing stupid stuff, right? He, he's out drinking. He focuses on, on so superficial shit that no one really gives a fuck about that won't help him win in life that won't help him do anything in life honestly and i was with him and i was like then i kind of realized ah this is dumb what am i doing here and left later i kind of excused myself but even on the way back i I saw my brain defaulting into these old patterns and into his patterns 
And like what he focused on, I focused on. And he was like talking about some, some trading scheme or or, it it was just weird. I was talking about like value investing and and the actual stuff that, that gets you money all the time. And I was just giving some good input, some good thoughts. He was like, I I don't think that works anymore. Um, That's, that's outdated. That's from the past. So uh, here's this new thing. It's like, ah, man, dude, just focus on the principles in life. Just focus on the time of shit that has worked forever. And he was talking about some news and he was so surprised when I told him I don't watch the news. And on my way back, I, I started defaulting into the same things because what you focus on, that's what your kind of what taints your, your image of the world, your life. That's what Tony Robbins also talks about. I'm pretty sure you know about that. Oh yeah. And yeah, just, just the focus that you put changes so dramatically by the people around you. Absolutely, man. You know, um, and and it, it, when you hang out with people where like you are punished, you risk exile for not being on your purpose. You risk, you risk being kicked out of a, of a group for going back to these tendencies that, that don't help you out. Um, and here's the thing, right? I see a lot of people want best of both worlds, right? They want to be able they want to be very successful, but they also want to keep, you know, they also want to keep their friends that aren't doing much. They also want to keep hanging out with their cousins who aren't really working aggressively on themselves. They think they can do both. And the reality is like that you, you can't, you absolutely can't. It's impossible because a human being is a permeable, a permeable creature. Like what we surround ourselves with, like that's going to fill our head. Whether we, we're not strong enough to, to overcome the, the environment, even Seneca talked about this 2000 years ago when he was writing letters to his friend Lucilius talking about not even Socrates would be able to overcome the the thoughts of the mass. So avoid the masses at all costs. So I know that you're also coaching or you're looking to get into coaching. Who who exactly are you helping and like what what do you help them do? Mm -hmm. So. Um, first of all, the, the thoughts that you just said, is, it's just absolutely true. It's just, you, you can't do it if, if you're not surrounded by the right people. It's just impossible. And for the people that I, I know how it feels, you, you have your friends and, and you like them, you love them, they're your friends and you don't want to hurt them. And probably you don't want to look bad by, like, it's probably also a selfish thing. You, you tell them, you tell yourself it's not a selfish thing. It's actually a selfish thing that you don't want to look bad in front of them and you don't want to put up with the pressure of being yourself and being who you are deep inside, like the person you know who you are, and it hurts. But guess fucking what? If you like your current friends, you're going to like your future friends even more, um, who are more aligned, who are more on point. And you don't have to, I would suggest to, to detach yourself for a little while, just go into isolation and detach yourself from those people and those where it makes sense for you to maybe have a connection after that or for you to help them out or take them like along the journey, you can still do that. Like I would say just, just cut the wrong people off right now. No time to waste. Um, life's short, shorter than you think. And we're all going to die sooner than we like to. And I don't know, your, your energy, your life, your time is just too precious to hang out with idiots and people that don't support you fully. So don't do that. Um, regarding the coaching, um, I am starting a coaching business right now. And I'm helping people that have to make that tough decision at the moment where, well, maybe you are like two or three months before exiting college. Maybe you just exited college and you, you graduated, but now you have to make certain decisions about your life. Well, how am I going to structure my life? 
what is my, my purpose? What am I supposed to do in life? Um, and you feel kind of held back by your environment. Maybe you too grew up in a middle-class environment where anytime you start something new, you don't really follow through or you just need some accountability. You just need some help with that. Maybe you do e-commerce, dropshipping, and you have that entrepreneurial mindset, but you are not like you don't know, is, is that what life's supposed to be? Is that all there is? And you want to find that authentic purpose, that authentic path that's right for you. And then after that, after you've found that, after you've deliberately chosen that, then, well, how can we streamline my environment to move into that direction? How to cut out the, the bad influences, how to cut out the, or like put in the right influences, really streamline the entire environment so that it's easy for you to move into the right direction, as well as getting some accountability to push yourself through these tough times. So if that's you and you're ambitious, you want to do good shit, um, then you're a person that I can help. Awesome. And, and we're going to plug your, your, like your, your way to get in contact oh. with you at the end here. Um, I, I want to go a little bit deeper into, into this friendship stuff. Cause oh, yeah. it's, it's I like the, this topic so much. Oh dude, it's, it's everything, man. Um, I, I, it's the biggest difference for me for sure. And yep. it feels so like, um, here's the coolest thing, right? Like it, the most rewarding thing is when like during this whole pandemic, and I know there's a, there's a lot of people who's been negatively affected by this. There's certain <laughs> certainly people who had certain circumstances that weren't the most beneficial for them. But again, it's like take full responsibility and, and work towards make like fixing that. Make it like don't just be a victim to it. Figure out opportunities. But here's a here was the coolest thing, man. Like during this whole time, like in my own social circle everybody is working on something everybody's hustling everybody is like has their own project and path like it's like we're all on the freeway we're all going like 100 miles an hour and i'm like oh like you're on your path your your path leads somewhere else and it's just so cool and we support each other and then every now and then someone from our social circle will go back and they might hang out with an old family member or they might hang out with an old friend and they come back and report what that was like. And it's just like, it's so crazy to like, when you hear it, it's, I'm about to use some words, some um, words that sound like we're part of a cult, but it's like, uh, when you hear what people are like on the outside, you're like, Oh shit. Like, that's right. Like not everybody behaves the way we do and i think that's a great place to be where the normal is everybody's hustling so when you hold yourself to that standard it it, it makes you overcome those those days where your emotions get the best of you and you're and you're you're crashing and burning and then you know sometimes you you'll just like people will smoke a bowl or they'll take it take a shot or they'll numb themselves with tv and like fuck it but when you have friends that holds you up to that standard. And not only that, but friends who are completely honest with you, because here's the problem with, uh, that with friendships I used to have. Okay. And this may be the experience for a lot of people. And I'll tell a story as well. Um, not being 100% honest with your friends. Like how can you even consider yourself a friend? If you see your friend engaging in behaviors that is, is going to hurt them in the, in the, in the long term, that's not a friend. That's an enemy. Your enemy doesn't care about your long-term outcomes. Your friend, your enemy lets you keep doing the things that are messing you up, but your friend will be 100% honest with you. Even if it hurts your feelings. I remember one time I was explaining to this guy, I was saying, yeah, like if my friend's messing up, I tell him like, dude, you're messing up this way, this way, this way. And I remember that guy was so surprised. He's like, whoa, really? I'm like, yeah, like, don't, don't you do that? So uh, t tell me about like the, the kind of friendships that you have, the kind of conversations, like what does that look like for you mm -hmm. and your circle? Yeah, 
So um, like right now it's, it's way fucking better, right? But maybe to give an example of the, um, of the old times of, of how that was, and then to contrast that to how it is at, at you right now is now I'm in the process of, of building a new social circle, obviously, uh, since I just recently moved and, and cut out a lot of people. And I've already found fantastic relationships and, and beautiful people. Um, and it's to a point where it's just normal for you to, to talk about like good stuff that's going on. I was so surprised that like, I, wait, I don't have to hide the good shit that's going on in my life anymore. I don't have to, to like stifle my, my, my thoughts and what I'm talking about with these new good people. That's what I meant earlier when I said, um, you're going to like your new friends even more is, oh, you're going to have the exact amounts of fun, but now you can talk about, well, what's authentically going on with you. And I was at a point where I loved my friends, right? I, I love them and, and we did good shit. We had a lot of laughs and it was just a beautiful time. But then I bring up like the topic of, hey, like I want to do this business thing or by the way, check out this, um, this investment thesis. Like, can you, can we talk about that? Um, and, and you just get a funny look and a bunch of weird questions like, Oh, why do you want to do that? Like, that sounds shady and sketchy. You, you shouldn't want to do that. Hey, let's go numb ourselves with like tons of alcohol. And that's the normal thing. Jeez, come on. So yeah, it, man, it's, it's just tough to, to not have anyone to talk to. And that's why, um, especially when you're at that point, like get on a get on a program where where you can normalize talking about the good shit that's going on with your life, or find new people, build your build a, build a better social circle, reach out to mentors, um, find people who are doing what you want to do, and then find a way to to make their life better too, so that you can have a mutually beneficial relationship instead of always having to to censor yourself and go now drinking with your friends and but you know that you're supposed to do better. And it just turns into a very fake kind of thing. You do have a shared history, but you know that we didn't have a path forward. And then you have these friendships where it's all about, well, how good it used to be. I want to have friendships where we're looking at how good will it be in oh, the yeah. future? What can we build? What projects can we, can we work on? What can we create? How can we move forward? How can we like help each other achieve our goals? That's what I'm looking for now. But, uh, since I was just so messed up, I, I was not comfortable with telling people that. And to this date, when people ask me like, hey, what do you do? What are you working on? Or what are your projects? I, I feel a little stifled sharing that, sharing the, the goodness that's going on in my life, like sharing, well, I'm, like, I'm working hard. I'm building this business. I'm crushing university work. I'm working on my health. I'm just living a very, very beautiful life. I'm having new connections because I'm still afraid of being called out for that and like basically being punished. And it's kind of a bitch ass thought if you think about it, but it really stifled my communication for a long time. And that really hinders you from making real connections and to, man, social connections are everything. A man's social being. And if you don't have that, if you don't have authentic relationships in your life, I would argue that that's not a life worth living at all. Yeah, whatsoever, man. Like if you can't feel like, if you feel like you can't go to your friends, your friends and tell them, yeah. Like, hey, objectively say what you're doing and the people you're connecting with. And if they like are reacting like, what? That's weird. Or uh, or they kind of or they say something like uh, I've had I've had a couple people say this uh, this this year. They say, well, hey, that, that's good that you have goals. And you're like, like I understand that you're trying to compliment me. But like, come on, like I want to see you win. Yeah. There's not there's nothing more fulfilling 
than to see your friends win. And that, and it's, it's the craziest thought. The craziest thought ever is that we are oftentimes punished for being ourselves. What we say, how we, how we perceive the world, like, and this is like who we are at our, at our nature and our core. And it's like, no, that's bad. That's wrong. You shouldn't think that way. And like, like, wait, what? And then when you can finally be around people where you can objectively talk about your life and you can objectively talk about society and what's going on and it's accepted that really, like, I feel, I honestly feel like I can die today. And I feel like I'd lived a good life because I coming from where I've come from household that domestic violence, being called the N-word in middle school and high school, overcoming these very low self-esteem issues, rewiring my brain, overcoming trauma, and then finding successful mentors and also building a powerful social circle. Like I've already won in life. And it's just cool when, just like you said, when you have people around you where it's like, yo, I, I, I have this conversation maybe three times a week with my business partner. We say this all the time is, can you imagine where we're going to be in 10 years from now? Can you imagine that? That it's going to be insane. And when everybody's moving at like a, this, like a fast Lightning. speed, yeah. it makes life so exciting. And it's so fulfilling. And then when you see your homies win, there's no, there's no better feeling. There's no yeah. better feeling. <laughs> so fucking true. So fucking true. I just love seeing people win, man. Um, that's why I enjoy being around you, being around the other guys. Um, because it's appreciated and, and you can actually do that with the, like, it's good that you have goals. That's so, that's so fucking condescending, right? Like as if, as if it would be normal to, to not have goals, obviously you have goals, everyone does. And if your goal is to like live a mediocre ass kind of bitch ass life, then if that's your goal, well, shout out to you, but that's not how I want to do it. Everyone has goals. May some set them intentionally and some just kind of dabble and, They just have their default survival mechanism switched on. And I, <laughs> I, I heard similar things like talking about, um, like I was with this girl at one time and, um, and I was telling her about like my aspirations, what I want to do with life. And um, uh, we are not dating, by the way, just hanging out. And, and, um, and I was telling her about that. And she was like, yeah, well, that's all good ideas, but I don't think that's for me. Like what, what's not for you setting, setting goals and doing good shit with your life. And I don't know, man, it was just, it was just weird. And I haven't met her since um, for obvious reasons. And me sharing that, that I have aspirations, that I have ambition, that I want to do better in my life than I've been doing till now. And for, for her, it was like, oh, that's a phase or uh, that's a weird lifestyle as if like, it's like, maybe you're vegan, uh, maybe you're, On, on keto, maybe you have a fulfilled, ambitious, goal-oriented lifestyle. Maybe you do the, like as if it's like one of one, one sort of lifestyle uh, that you can choose or not choose and you can cycle on and off again. That was her idea about that. That was, I don't know, that was just a weird thought that she had. Um, I hope she's doing good, but um, that'll be hard. Yeah, and I, and I definitely want to touch on this, right? Because like what we're talking about, it's like really, really harsh stuff, but it's, re it's the truth. It's the yeah. absolute truth. And I can I see how it can like be misinterpreted. What was that? I don't even feel like as if it's harsh. Right. Yeah. It's just like, boom, this, this is the facts. Yeah. And it could be seen that like um, a common thing that I get 
where I'll see as like, oh, you think you're you're better than another person. But it's like, no, I I I see what people do. I, I observe your behaviors. I observe how you think. And I just simply see, does this make sense for me to hang out with this person? Yes or no? No. Well, it's not like I, like I and I'll, I'll see like, okay, they're not into this or not into that. They're not working on themselves. And it's not like I'm like, screw that person. That person needs to like, just be away from me. And, and I hope the worst for that person actually, you know, for like, we, I, I'm sure I know for a fact, like, this is how you think it's like, no, I actually wish, I hope that person actually yep. changes. I hope I wish the best for them. But I, I, I can't be a person. I can't absorb their energy. Like they have to come to that realization on their own. It's not like we think that we're necessarily better. It's just like, it's just, you have to have standards for yourself and you have to be okay with yourself at the end of the day. Cause when you go to bed, all you have is yourself and your thoughts and you, you have to, you're, you can't escape your brain. You can't, you, you know, if you're lying to yourself, your, your brain's going to be like, Hey, you, you know, you shouldn't have done that, but you're going to try to block it out. And that, that, that chatter is so damn loud. And it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to have that damn chatter in my brain as far as like, I know I'm messing up. Like, no, I, I have to be very firm and have to, I have to be very firm with my boundaries and exactly. my old friends. I love them. I, I would, I, if they change, I'd be more than happy to lead them down the right way. But in the meantime, they're fucking wasting their life away doing dumb stuff. That's not going to help them live a, a fulfilling life they're not going to be happy with their life 20 30 they're not happy with their life now yeah you can't spend your time trying to polish a turd um these people if, if they want to change i would be so fucking happy to help them if they just want to come along with the adventure and and do good shit and actually create something then i would be so happy if if they would do that but they won't and you have to come to a realization that that's exactly what's going on and i have wasted years of my life not figuring that out and like just trying to to like be there for people or like trying to help them. I think the, the change that happened is just a boost in self-esteem where you think, well, I'm more important than than anyone else on this fucking earth. Um, and like not me compared to to you, but like me, I'm me in my life, you in your life, the listener here in his life. So you listening right now, you're more important than anyone on earth to you. And when you come to that realization, then it's a bit more easy for you to let certain things go and just kind of have other people have their way and let them do what they have to do to accomplish their goals in life and live the lifestyle that they want to live. I, I wish they, they could change, but you can change them. And having those boundaries, I, I tried so hard to like, well, how do I get this boundary thing down? Like how does this, this like I heard about a lot, like have personal boundaries, don't allow bad things in your life. And I was like, well, okay, so here's the boundary and it's exactly this, 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 this is what I want to allow in my life. And that's a good exercise, but it came down to me just having more self-esteem and seeing myself as the center of my own life. That's when the, the boundary stuff just happened. And now it's natural for me to not waste my time trying to help stupid idiots or trying to make other people like me or just trying to put myself down for other people or trying to make other people shine instead of myself. Maybe some of you can relate just trying so hard to make other people better that you end up putting yourself down. So they get better by comparison. Uh, that's something that was weirdly wired into my brain at a young age and um, kind of like a court jester, like the, the jolly girl, like, Hey, uh, trying to make people laugh and uh, trying to make a good life for everyone. 
while disregarding my own life. But once you build that self-esteem, and that all comes down to your peer group and overcoming tough shit. So once you do that, you are in an environment of, of more self-esteem and you are proud of yourself because you, you do what you're supposed to do. There's no magic trick about that. There's no magic pill. You just do it. Like when you're in front of that decision of, I know what I'm supposed to do, but I don't feel like doing it. What's the trick? No, there's no fucking trick. You just go do it. You just have to do it. And don't beat yourself up if you don't manage the first or second time, but stay at it, stay on it. And then after a while, you'll see that, that it has grown like a muscle, like you train your biceps, like you're training your legs. It just grows like a muscle. And that's when you will actually start seeing real change. That's when your self-esteem grows. And a good book to read about that is The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem, which we have both read, certainly. Um, go through that so that you kind of understand where that foundation comes from. And then from that foundation, life just gets so much better. Do that. Absolutely. And it's a, a slow process. Oh, you, know, uh, you know, a big thing that I fell in, into was like exactly what you're saying, man. Like, well, well, I need more information to shortcut. I need more information so I can shortcut this. How can yeah. I make this easier? And like, I'm always looking for more information, more information. And I'm not feeling confident. I'm like, dude, you know, one thing that um, someone that we both know had said to me, he's like, hey, um, take action as if you already have all the answers. And I was like, damn, that's that's powerful, man. Cause it's so easy to, it's so easy to get into this trap of like, I have time. I need more. I need more information. I need, I, I'm not ready yet. And it's like later, 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 I need, if I do more, read more books, if I read more or do this, then I'll finally feel ready. But then you can, you can easily go down that trap. You've gone down it when you were 16, like takes mm -hmm. like read so much stuff. Yeah. Don't do I, anything I did that for two years or something. Oh yeah. And like, um, and it's cool that you had that realization. You know, I, I had that realization when I was 23. Like I just spent, I think four years just, um, just reading and all that kind of stuff. And, but when it's I turned 23, I realized that I'm good. I'm going to die someday. I, yeah. I need to, I need to take action immediately. Yeah. Just that, uh, that the looking into the face of death, some people do need like a near death experience or like an accident to come to term, to come to uh, like terms with themselves. Like, for example, the, uh, the, the, the mom who was diagnosed with cancer and then finally starts turning her life around. And um, like once she sees, well, death is imminent, now I can take action. Like, no, you should have done that years ago, stupid. Um, and there's this very specific woman I'm, I'm thinking about. And, and she, did, like, she didn't die of cancer. She actually beat it after that because she changed her health habits. That kind of thing, too, uh, which is just a beautiful transformation. And... Um, what was the thought that we were thinking about before that with the defending the like, yeah, right. Take an action, even though you don't feel ready. That's like the most important thing. You'll never feel ready. You you'll be ready as soon as you finish the action, not before you started. There's a concept called ready, fire, aim. I think there's a book called ready, fire, aim. I haven't read it though. Um, maybe you guys can check that out. And it just talks about ready. Okay. Fire wait already and then aim okay so you you take aim after you start taking action instead of like trying to to readjust and find the perfect aim for your target and then you're finally magically magically you'll be ready to take action and then magically i don't know why um why everyone thinks that i have had that thought myself like well tomorrow i'll be in a better condition tomorrow i'll be able to do it like i have more discipline i'll be 
better off and I'll be smarter and then I can take that action. Nah, just don't do that shit. It's, it's just procrastination. Um, don't get into that trap. Yeah. Um, I hear that it's like people wait to have more confidence before they take action, but it's actually the action that creates the confidence. Yeah. It's the action that creates the competence and the competence creates, creates the confidence. Uh, once you start taking action, you build that, that skill set, you build that muscle and then you feel you build that competence and that leads to confidence. Once you are more confident, you can take more action and you build more competence. So it's an upward cycle, but it starts with, take an action when you don't feel ready. Yeah. Now we covered a lot here, man. Um, before we wrap this up, what, what would be like the, the message that you just want to, is there anything else that you want to say to the audience? Like if you can just wrap just like in what a story or whatever it is you feel necessary, like something like, like, Hey, like this is so important. I like, you need to know this or reiterate something. What would that be? So, um, yeah, on that, that's actually a pretty good note because everyone just wants like this special something that, that they can like do or the special magical thing, but you already know what you're supposed to do. Everyone listening right now, you know that you're supposed to take that one action that you had in mind right now when you were thinking about it. There's no special thing. Stop waiting for like a magical something to happen. Stop waiting for the, the, the uh, weird skinny redhead dude on the podcast uh, for those listening on the podcast, I'm skinny and have red hair. <laughs> like waiting for that guy to tell you to like, no, at the end, the key will be revealed. There's no fucking key. Just go open the idiot ass door, right? Just do the thing that you're supposed to do. Look death in the eye. Um, think back. What have you been doing until now? What has worked? What doesn't? Like what, what hasn't worked? Map, map that out. Um, make a plan if you have to. Look at how do I want my life to look like? And then look at, well, what habits should I uh, engage in? What are the actions that I have to take on to make that happen? And then think about, well, what would be tough? What, what here would be toughest? And then pre-plan you overcoming that obstacle. How can you do that? Well, maybe get the mentor. Maybe get around the right people. Think about the people in your life right now that you have to cut out. Think about the, the habits that you have in your life that you have to cut out and just cut them out. There's no magic pill. Take action now. That's the one thing. Damn, man. Couldn't have said it better myself. That was a phenomenal note to end on. Uh, Killian, where can people find you and get in contact with you, man? Uh-huh. Uh, right now, I'm in the process of building a community, a, a little network, a, a private little network for people who are, um, who are ambitious. They want to do better. 23 to 25 years old, just like around the graduation age. If that's you, then uh, look up the Prodigies private network group on Facebook. Uh, be a bit patient with me. I'm in the process of building that network right now. Uh, but if that's you and you just want a better peer group around you, if you want to get some feedback by myself, maybe have the opportunity to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, maybe in a group course later, maybe just find right people in your area or all around the world, then look up Prodigies private network on Facebook. So that's Prodigies like the Prodigy. Prodigies minus private network on Facebook and uh, request to join I don't allow all the idiots in. So if you're a right fit, then you'll have a good group of people around you. And then I'll be happy to help you out there. Beautiful, man. Well, hey, I really appreciate you taking the time to come out here and give some value. Uh, that's all we got, folks. If you want to go, go to the Prodigies. Uh, I'm sorry, I you said Prodigies, it a million times. Yeah. There we go. Prodigies Private Network. Go check that out on Facebook and we'll see you later. Peace out.